0: The WebRTC is the foundation that daily is built on. You know, we can connect people from all around the world, 100k of people in just one call. And in order to achieve that, there are like added things like WebSockets and media servers and pipelines and whatnot, like tons of people working on tons of different technologies all together to, you know, making this dream an actual reality. Hey, this is Brian, and you're
1: listening to Jamstack Radio. bi weekly series where we discuss modern web development with maintainers, founders, and developers. Jamstack Radio is brought to you by Heavybit, the leading investor and developer for startups. For more information, visit heavybit.com. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, or if you'd like to suggest a topic, find us on Twitter, at Jamstack Radio. Welcome to another installment of Jamstack Radio. On the line, we got James Hush and Christian Stuff, Christian, you want to say hello? What do you do at uh? What do you do at Daily?
0: Yeah, hi. I'm a staff engineer at Daily, working mostly on React and TypeScript stuff. Cool. And James, uh, what's your role at Daily?
2: So at Daily, I'm a solutions engineer. So while Christian builds Daily, I help customers build their stuff. And if I run into any problems, I copy and paste the question to Christian. So I'm glad he's here with me in case he asks me any questions I don't know the answer to.
1: Very cool. And I guess, you know, we probably should just start with uh, what is daily, because I kind of jumped in. I'm familiar with daily. I've actually built stuff with daily. I don't think I mentioned that in in our, our back and forth emails to set this up, but I'm familiar, but I'm happy to get the the listeners familiar as well.
2: So how I like to think of daily is remember jQuery back in the early two thousands before like people started hating it and it like smoothed out it smoothed out all the issues between browsers and letting you make really cool web experiences and everything like that. Daily is kind of like that for WebRTC. So all the hard stuff about WebRDC, uh, again, the mic and cam consistently, browser inconsistencies between like mobile Safari and Chrome and all the infrastructure stuff we kind of handle. And that allows uh, developers who have experience doing awesome front-end experiences to build cool applications without having to worry about all the edge cases that could cause video calls to be painful.
1: Cool. So I mentioned I'm familiar with jQuery and I love the actually that's kind of where I got my professional career started. Like I'd been like a copy and paster prior to that. But for a full-time job, the jQuery. You can Google your way and find the docs and find out like a solution. And as I mentioned, I leveraged daily for a side project at GitHub of all places. We were building a um the folks that build Copilot, they they there was another team that would build new projects every six weeks. And one of them was live streaming inside of GitHub. Uh, never saw the light of day. But I built like a companion tool that I thought would be pretty cool just to do chat around PRs. And I use daily as that set of engagement to, to sort of spit up a really quick chat window for folks to have like audio conversations and video, if, if you must, uh, about code review. Fun little side project, didn't really get anywhere with it. Someone else should build that and make tons of money as a startup founder.
2: Yeah, but and it's those like fun little ideas that are actually my favorite when I see customers uh build things that seem like fun little ideas that are like, oh, this is kind of like a cool little side project. But then some take the extra like 10 steps and, and like turn it into a full-fledged business. I think one of my favorite examples of that is we got a customer called Playback that lets you watch live sports with your friends and with like uh influencers. So instead of just having like the and I should know more about sports because I worked at the NFL. So, excuse me for this. <laughs> so, I'm going to start saying ignore the sports analogies I use here. But instead of having like an announcer from the football game, you could have like some person who runs like a community for football. And then you can watch it with your friends. You can bring people on stage. And it's, it's a really cool, fun experience. And uh, they're getting more and more traction every month. So, I'm pretty stoked on that example.
1: Yeah, I love that too. And I think the both of you, how long have you been at Daily? Because like the pandemic, like birthed a couple different new ideas. Like obviously, a um, clubhouse was a thing that sort of out of nowhere, and a bunch of live sh- like Twitch became like a huge engagement. Zoom became more of like a, a requirement for teams, and then Daily is like that tool to build the tools. So like were both of
2: you at Daily during the pandemic, what was that sort of like experience? So Christian, you were you joined Daily before I did. So you can talk to that first, I think.
0: Yeah. So for for me, actually the the rise of the pandemic was the reason to find a new job and eventually where I found Daily. So I've been with Daily since they started the pandemic, which was kind of an interesting ride because you know you've seen or we've seen like businesses arise based off a need to go remote. Bring the people back to home or connect them to the offices, connect them to their people and folks. So it was like kind of interesting because the the most obvious use cases I've seen, firstly, was yeah, we need a virtual office. And, you know, people build virtual offices using daily. And then like over time, as the pandemic kind of changed, I would say that the change of the pandemic actually increased the creativity of the community. And they came up with more ideas and Wilder and wider ideas. So that was pretty fun to see. And my background was, uh, I wasn't working at Daily
2: during the pandemic, but I was working at an online virtual events company called Remo. And that was a good example. What Christian mentioned about pivoting from virtual office, they originally were a virtual office platform that started. And then they realized that having people sit on a video call for nine hours a day is a really great way to run up your bill, <laughs> run up your video call infrastructure bill. And they pivoted to online virtual events. But when I was there, that's when, uh, we weren't using daily at the time, we are using a different provider. But I realized like, oh man, this is a great business. <laughs> like, yeah. like once, you, once you're built on top of a provider, it's more than just like uh, other kind of vendors, you're really like a partner with that vendor to make the business happen. And then when I came over to Daily, we we're actually able I went back and spoke to Remo and we actually got Remo over as a customer. So they've been hundred percent using Daily now for last couple months all their traffic. So that's one of the little feathers in my cap for that too.
1: Yeah, very cool. I mean and I, I actually started a company uh, last year in 100 percent remote. Like there's it's it's a world that makes sense. Even like being based in San Francisco, like I'm gonna be on chats, I think uh, I've got team meetings Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday during the week. Monday, Friday, not so much, but like at least portions of team I'm meeting with and we're collaborating and like we're interacting through code review and like syncs and it's just like it's a given. Like video is now a part of the interaction. And I I remember back in the day, my fir- when I first started uh, my career, like desk phones were a thing. Like everyone had a phone, had a, like a landline connected, you could call anybody. But it's kind of weird how the shift has been. Video is kind of the expectation now, and I think you get get high engagement. I don't know if uh, folks end up getting having the fatigue, but uh, as long as you keep it to a limited experience. But I guess I'm rambling. But I wanted to ask a question about folks interacting with the platform. So uh, you you'd alluded to James about like jQuery being the equivalent of like interacting and having that sort of ease. And I, from my experience, the SDKs have been pretty amazing to work with. Like everything's just kind of there; it works. Uh, Could you explain the interaction, like how people integrate with your platform?
2: Uh, So there's two main routes to go with daily. You could split it up more than two, but for the sake of this, I'd really split into two. We have daily pre-built, and then we have uh, the daily SDK. Daily pre-built is like three lines of code, bing, bang, boom, and you have a full video call experience in your web browser. And that's great for companies that do things like telehealth, Where it's like one-to-one video calls, and they really just need kind of like a video call experience in their browser. So they want to be able to do things like have hand raises, have emoji reactions, be able to mute people, be able to mute video, absolute basic stuff there. And a lot of customers, they'll start with daily pre-build, and either they'll stay with it, they realize, actually, you know what, we can just change the colors around and focus on other features on our product, but a lot of times they'll start with daily pre-build and eventually want to build their own completely custom UI experience. And that's where like the daily um, SDK comes in. Now what that lets you do is anything you can do with divs and HTML and CSS with a video tag, you can do with the daily SDK. So if you want to have bubbles bounce around on the screen while having a video call, you can build that. Uh, if you want to make like a cool, fun virtual event experience where people are like walking from table to table, you can do that. Anything you can do with a video tag, you can do with Daily uh, JavaScript SDK. And then, if you want to keep going from beyond that, we have SDKs for iOS, for Android, for Flutter, and then a few other platforms I can't remember off the top of my head. But basically, anything you want to put a video call into, we have we have an SDK for that. Or we'll have a way to help you do that if you come give us a call. Cool. And like I
1: guess I knew about the sort of easy drop in the script and if you have video on your platform. I guess coming from as an engineer, I just went directly to the SDK. So makes sense for me, uh, but also it makes sense for folks who maybe don't want to have the, the heavy lift of maintaining that and keeping that integration working. Like this copy and paste the script and you're good to go. But I, I want to also take a step back and talk about. The sort of advent of WebRTC, because like this thing's been around for this technology's been around for quite some time, and like, can we talk about how that unlocks the sort of capabilities of what what Daily is doing? Perhaps Christian, do you want to talk about your experience in building this out?
0: Yeah, so I would I would call WebRTC the thing. Uh, if we want to keep like we have the jQuery analogy, so WebRTC is the base. Foundation that daily is like kind of built on, right? And being an open, sort of standardized but still under development open API, standard API. It has its flaws. It has its its own, you know, issues, niche issues depending on your use case. And so the the idea of daily is really okay. If you there are like tutorials on how to set up a peer to peer web call from one browser to another. Which works fine and it's really just a couple of lines of code and then you realize, okay, actually I I want three people in there and then I want four people in there. And once you want to add the fifth person, you will notice that your browser crashes or your downlink, uplink is going like completely nuts and bonkers and crazy. And then you start realizing, okay, there's some scalability issues to it and you have to think different about it. And that's like where we're daily or you know providers like daily come into okay there's like this mode where yes we can connect people directly like machine to machine but at some point in time for the sake of scalability we need to put something in between there and this is like when our infrastructure comes into play where you know we can connect people from all around the world 100k of people in just one call and it just works TM. So that's the that's the base idea, and in order to achieve that, there's like really it's it's not necessarily only WebRTC technology anymore. It becomes you know it, they're like added things like WebSockets and media servers and pipelines and AWS configurations and whatnot. Like tons of people working on tons of different technologies all together to you know making this dream an, an actual reality. And to
2: kind of add on to the whole WebRTC side, I think if all you want is a one-to-one video call with two people in the exact same room, both on latest version of Chrome and brand new MacBooks, you could probably build that yourself. (laughs) But obviously, for every other normal use case where you want to deal with things like potential firewall issues, uh, you want to scale past like two people on the call that's where you start really running into edge cases. And uh, I have a good example with a customer that I spoke to three and a half, four months ago. And originally we were talking to them and they're like, "Ah, we kind of just want to build our whole web. We just want to own our WebRTC implementation because like, we're worried about costs and we want to have full control over everything. And then on the call, and then I followed up with an email. I said, okay, well, here's the things you're going to have to worry about. I'm like... Mike and Cam, getting the mic and Cam working on iOS <laughs> and Safari. Uh, there's all these educations you're going to have to worry about just on the JavaScript side because the API is a little bit different. There's one. Two, you mentioned you're in telehealth. So if you have to deal with corporate firewalls, you're going to have to set up your own stun and turn servers and deal with that headache too because <laughs> it's going to consistently not connect. And then three, um, if you want to have more than like two people on a call and you want to start messing around with the simulcast settings and everything, that's going to be another thing you have to handle. Right? And then finally, four, if you want to make sure your video calls are actually working, so in other words, you want to have logs, you want to process the logs, you want to search the logs, you want to interpret the logs, you want to make little dashboards with the logs. Like, That's a whole other new project for your team of four engineers so that are going to have to code as well. Uh, so let me know. And then it was radio silence for about two months, and then just actually last week, the customer emailed me back. He said, James, you're right. <laughs> uh, we're ready to move over. I was like, okay, cool. And so it jumped on a call, and the CEO introduced me to their engineer. It's like, hey, so so, this is James. Every single problem we've had this week, he told me about two months ago. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. I didn't listen to him, so now we're going to listen to him now. So that's an example where... It's a lot of times like if you just do the how-to tutorial and you've already seen you set up that initial call, you're like, oh, okay, well, I got pretty far in the next six hours, probably a week away from a full solution. And five days in you realize, oh, okay, never mind. This was a whole journey of a thousand paper cuts I could never imagined.
1: Well, it's it's the classic build versus buy, but also it's like the you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So like we before we jumped on this call, I, I asked you, both of you where you're calling from and you're calling from Taipei, and you're calling from Germany, uh, Christian, and I'm in San Francisco. Like just that one simple problem of having people on different uh, CDNs or different networks. Like that's also like an age-old problem of just like, hey, we're just gonna have to wait <laughs> for someone to catch up uh, and like rebuffer. And with the one-to-one experience, definitely approachable. But like I've definitely, I mentioned the the sort of idea that I, I built when I was at GitHub. It worked out of the box, but then I had a lot more questions and a lot more <laughs> pushback on the approach that I'd have to probably go call you, James, and be like, hey, I, I've, I've got the half-built solution. Um, how does this thing become fully baked? And I think that's the benefit you get when you're you leveraging these services, but also leveraging the services with a team of experts who care about the problem, honestly, more than I do. Like I, I just want to get the results. Yeah. I don't want to be the, the expert at WebRTC. And I'd rather go... You know, go experience a conference talk or watch a YouTube video and catch up. But uh, definitely don't want to build my entire
2: <laughs> startup around the idea of video. Yeah, I don't recommend anyone <laughs> because I, the reason why I joined Daily was I felt a lot of these pain points at my uh, previous company, the online virtual events company, where there's so many other things. I, I, at the time, I was leading the engineering team, and there's so many other projects <laughs> that we had to think about besides just the video part. Like just the video, even though that seems like the whole value add for an online virtual events company was really only 10% of everything else we had to worry about. And so uh, I remember at the time, uh, the provider we were using at the time didn't have like virtual backgrounds built in. That's a great example. Uh, there's no like virtual background API inside Chrome. You have to do your own virtual background implementation. I remember we had an engineer work on that for almost two months. And he finally had something kind of working. And so every time it ran, like. I have like the latest Macbook at the time a few years ago like the fan was just thin and the background was really sketchy and that was like two months of engineering like two months of engineering effort built in I remember doing the interview at daily the first thing I checked was if they had virtual background I saw it, I'm like oh, okay cool these guys know what they're doing I'm like no human being should ever have to code this ever again like <laughs> it was such it was such a frustrating disappointing project
1: yeah and I mean that's it really goes to show like the and I was, I was joking tongue in cheek about like, I don't want my startup to be focused around video. <laughs> and because I don't want, because it, it's, it's the classic thing where you're either small and scrappy or you have a little extra resources to do like a Friday Hack Day project. Uh, but very quickly, that becomes the Friday Hack Day project becomes the sort of full focus. And at my time at GitHub, like there were tons of projects that were this like really cool engineering <laughs> side projects. Funny enough, like GitHub Pages being like one of those ones that were back in the day was a thing that someone did, and it became part of the the core product. Core product, like it's just a stretch today. But um, what I'm getting at is very easy to say. Okay, I'm going to tackle this problem; it's going to work, and then you become the person that supports it for like years to come. Uh, And I, I experienced a sort of Microsoft acquisition where we kind of just took stock of like everything that was built at GitHub that never saw the light of day, and you saw one by one things just got sort of axed and, and cut because it was so much easier. We had like an entire infrastructure for host. It was like an internal YouTube, uh, which we called GitHub or TV. And you host videos on the platform. So if you have like an engineering sync or if you have all hands, you host a video and then you can comment on the video. It's like very much in the, in the vein of YouTube. And to my surprise, the thing got killed, even though it's like a daily driver for folks. Uh, but instead, that team uh, actually left GitHub and rebuilt what what now is Rewatch, um, mm. which is now a hosted internal YouTube service and the first customer was GitHub. But what I'm getting at is like it made no sense for GitHub to work on that, to keep it alive. It was never going to sell it. It was never going to provide business value to the way that it would have made sense to have a full team on it. And I think that's the same thing with a lot of the experiments and live streaming. And I remember another thing we built, which again should be a daily thing, was we were building like this behemoth of Azure deployed WebRTC live streaming hosting platform, which I kind of alluded to earlier. And at the end of the day, like GitHub didn't want to be in the business of maintaining video infrastructure, so that the the, the project never saw the light of day. But like it's a it's a better thing that if you're thinking about building that into your into your product, perhaps <laughs> reach out to these guys, talk to Daily. Uh, which I, I want to ask a question: like, where do folks get started? So you mentioned the two paths. Like, what's step one? Uh,
2: for folks listening. They're like, hey, that's a problem I want to solve. How do I do it daily? So I'm very, very happy with our docs page. Our docs pages are amazing. And I sound biased because I work there. But without our docs page, I would not be able to answer 90% of customer questions myself because I'm I'm in those docs pages more than anyone else. So to get started, definitely just head to daily.co. So daily.co. And from there, you'll be able to see like s- some different sample projects. We have getting starting guides for every single platform. If you're a React user, we have uh, a library called Daily React and a bunch of sample projects there that Christian uh, helped build. And that's always a fun one, too. And you can see the React sample projects on that, too. If you're using React, I definitely, definitely, definitely recommend using Daily React It's like coding for kids. (laughs) You (laughs) You speak in my language. Yeah, it's great. It makes my job 100 times easier when I'm running a customer using React so I can use daily React and solve the problems in three lines of code, which is always fun. And then from there, if you have any questions, we also have a message board called Peer Connection. So any WebRTC, they don't even have to be daily questions, just have to be any sort of WebRTC questions. We've been growing that uh, for the better part of a year now, and so we got like a, a nice little community of WebRTC nerds on there, ready to answer any, any, any sort of question. Cool.
1: How long has the the Daily React thing been around? Because uh, I think my engagement with Daily was around 2021, probably early 2021, when I started building with it.
0: Uh, is that something that was fairly new, or has it been around for a bit? I would I would have to check like the NPM history, but I think it's it's roughly a year now okay I, I'd say like half a year that we're like actively focused on you know shipping frequently and adding features and you know keeping a maintenance pulse on it but it was it was actually like one of those not necessarily a site project but maybe a site result of building a daily prebuilt because there was like enough questions on you know customers or or Folks are daily asking, "Well, is this something? So something we built. Can we make this available to pretty much anyone?" And this is like kind of the idea of, of of Data React being a being an entry point for you know React developers who don't actually want to care about any of the WebRTC stuff and don't need to know anything about the WebRTC stuff because. I mean, daily react itself is built on top of daily JS, daily JS being like our client SDK is sort of like a simplification layer on top of web RTC. And you can sort of imagine daily react being another simplification layer on top of daily JS. So simplification to the power of two.
1: <laughs> Excellent. I'm here for it because a uh, lot of the side projects I started are, are react based and, uh, I didn't actually even explain, uh, or I didn't share the the repo that I I, I did with the the daily app would still exist. Uh, what we called it was a pizza party. So like the the project that I work on is called opensauce.pizza. Pizza, and, and the idea is that you'd have like a you'd be able to have a like start a party, a daily chat inside of a GitHub PR, and then we'd we'd like return a link to then go jump over there and have the conversation. So uh, we tried it a few times in my my small community at the time and uh, I think I actually want to pick that up again <laughs> and try it again now that the uh, things like the the daily react repo or the um, SDK exist and uh, see if I can if I can try it again I like it, it seems like I I, I, need, to, <laughs> I need to I need to, I need to build this thing it belongs in the world and uh, if anybody wants to work on that with me it'll probably be open sourced I love it cool well thanks for uh having a conversation about daily I do want to transition session to the picks. Uh so folks I think if you haven't got it yet you just go build something a daily and and probably tweet at them or drop it in their form which you said peer connect was the the form peer connection peer connection all right well check it out in the show notes we'll have it there and uh, with that being said we're going to transition to the jam pick so these are things that we're jamming on it could be music tech food all of the above just things that keep us going throughout the day and if you don't mind I'll go first uh, I've got one that I just got into yesterday actually so I actually had, a have been using the same office chair, which was like a gaming chair for, man, since like 2017, 2018. And it broke on me. Like one of the legs, like literally just snapped. It was like the weirdest thing. But also, you know, I've been working out. So <laughs> uh, a lot of weight to throw around over here. But what I'm getting at is a uh, chair broke. And I've been like working with a broken chair for probably the better part of six months, finally decided to get a new chair. So I had a coworker, actually one of the front end devs I worked at my first job, used a kneeling chair, and um, I've got a standing desk. I've got a proper like Herman Miller chair, but then I was like, let me try this kneeling chair because you know I'm older. I'm a I'm an elder millennial, and uh, you know I gotta protect the back and you know stay healthy. And I absolutely love this thing. Like it's there's no back to the chair. You basically you sit as if you're kneeling at the desk, but then you're like your your back is like straight and good posture. And I start my day with like the regular chair. And then once I get into like deep work, I get in the kneeling chair and I feel like I'm focused the entire time. And then like by midday, I'm using the standing desk and I'm back in the kneeling chair. And I think it's got me like my brain's like just sort of operating almost like I'm in the matrix and I can like see bullet time or something like that. But I, anyway, I
2: feel like it's given me really good focus. So have either you tried the kneeling chair before? I have not. I just Googled kneeling chair as you were speaking, and I see the pictures. And I'm like, this is definitely like a San Francisco invention for sure. <laughs> and I definitely want one now.
1: Uh, it's worth a try. You can get a cheap one
2: like uh, from Amazon or
1: whatever wholesaler out there. And uh, yeah, it, it's worth a try. And it, it's like, it's like I don't know, like what 10, 15 years ago, it was like the uh, exercise balls. Everyone was sitting on those because they're like, Yeah. Straight to decor. I actually used to do that back in the day too, but eventually those things pop. (laughs) But this thing will never pop on you. And it's like a good sort of transition when you know you're going to have to put in some hours at the desk. And standing is like a thing that you can sort of go back and forth to. But going from standing to kneeling, I think it's a better transition than sitting in a chair
2: all day. That's true too, because when I got in my chair, I stopped standing as much because I realized sitting... Is superior to standing. <laughs> this is true, but then you, then it's like you've put in your your twelve hour day, and you're like, what
1: What do I do with my life? What? Yeah, I know. My body does not deserve this. So, uh, highly recommend checking it out. It, it's worth a meal for sure. And I did have one more pick actually, which is a thing we shipped last week at Open Source, and the name is basically the repo is called Pizza. Basically, so Open Source slash Pizza. And the the idea there is that we have been building insights in open source projects, and we had a couple customers when we did this for their projects to find out things like new contributors and etc. And we wanted to build a, a way that we could innovate faster, uh, but also extend the experience that we can do to the command line. So it's a bunch of Go code to basically take Git commits and turn them into insights. So it's it's usable for anything GitHub or outside of GitHub. So a lot of folks don't use Well, most people use GitHub, but there are folks who don't use GitHub. Uh, But then there's also folks who do self-hosted enterprise servers. So the idea is that this will be the same experience that we provide for our web platform on the command line. Uh, I recommend checking it out because we also have a companion project called the Pizza CLI, where there's a whole brand where you can bake repos and then turn that baked repo into insights. So if you want to track... Repeat contributors, first-time contributors, that's kind of what we're doing first. Uh, we'll do some other insights, but open source because we want to get more feedback from folks in the community on what sort of data they're looking to get out of their
2: contributors. I just uh, googled opensauce.pizza. You have a really solid marketing page for this, too. Yeah, we've been working on it actually
1: about a year at this point full-time. Folks who listen to the podcast, are aware of the product. So uh, if you guys are interested, you know, hit me up. I'll, I'll send you over the, uh, the CLI so you can demo
2: it. Well, that's
1: it for me for picks. Uh, James, do you have any picks that you wanted to share with the audience?
2: I think uh, the first one that comes to mind is I've been learning Chinese on and off for a couple of years, which sounds like a flex, but it's really a hard requirement when you live in Taiwan to be able to order food and read your mail, which I still can't do yet. I can order food at least. And uh, I've tried every single language learning app. I've done all the language learning like different platforms for video. Uh, we actually have a couple of customers who do language learning platforms too. And probably my pick would be the app called Anki. Uh, it's a spaced repetition flashcard software and you can get it on desktop for free or you can get an iPhone. An iPhone, it's like 20 bucks or something like that. And you can get you can make these custom flashcards to help you learn... Uh, different vocabulary, so I do it mostly for language learning. But I also found a custom deck of cards someone made for uh, cognitive biases. I found a custom deck for cognitive biases, uh, so I've been kind of going through that every day, learning about a different cognitive bias, <laughs> and then memorizing them to try to like make myself stop doing them. And I realized how many of these biases I was doing, especially the one one of them where it's you have the tendency to sell stocks that appreciate and keep stocks that go down. And I'm like, ah, you're right, cognitive bias deck. <laughs> that is definitely a bias I have. So that's been that's been fun, uh, fun little hobby I've been doing the last couple of years.
1: Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, if you have the, the link to the deck, send it over. Um, either drop in the show notes. I'd love to
2: actually take a look at that for, that for myself. Yeah, and Anki itself it's open source, and so a lot of engineers have got their hands on it, and so the UI looks like a bunch of engineers made it because that's what happened. <laughs> but the amount of plugins and customizations you can do to it are pretty
0: pretty crazy. Very cool, Christian. Do you have any picks for the uh, audience? Yeah, so so I have two. So in in the last let's say two or three years, I've been diving more and more into like woodworking, and <laughs> this is like maybe not a pick per se but maybe a recommendation if you ever want to get into wood or you know making furniture or building stuff i can highly recommend getting proper tools right off the bat <laughs> don't save money on cheap tools or you know try to get some used good brands um, i'm not sure about like what's really good in the us but for me it's like definitely bosch professional like the blue ones it's the ones the the professional workers use. Highly recommended. Cool. <laughs> kind of kind of second pick. Um, just just recently, I've been in Amsterdam, and I was like pretty stoked by a small shop that sells peanut butter, and it's called the Pindakas Winkel. And I came home with like really four gigantic jars of differently flavored peanut butter, but you know, like the Dutch way. So. <laughs> I think we 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 only have one jar left by now, and it's it's really just three weeks ago. <laughs> oh wow,
1: <laughs> that's a lot of peanut butter. <laughs> like, what's your what's your premier way to eat peanut butter?
0: Uh, unsliced bread. Okay, toasted or just uh, the sh- straight raw? <laughs> uh, it depends. Like like toast toast bread, obviously toasted. But I, I love to combine it with strawberry jam.
1: Oh,
2: okay. There we go. It's,
0: a, it's an American classic. I got I got
2: a follow-up pick for that, for the opposite of that, is a PB2 peanut butter, powdered peanut butter. Have you guys messed with powdered peanut butter before? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Now, this is such a biohacking gym bro thing. But the problem with peanut butter is there's too much fat in it. So that's where all the calories are. But there's still a good amount of protein. So you can get these boxes of powdered peanut butter and mix it in with like protein shakes or whatever. Same protein still tastes like peanut butter, but like less than half the calories. So that's another thing. If if you I think the best ideal would be to get some of the Christian peanut butter and then the powdered stuff and alternate, and then you'd average out the calories. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, powdered peanut butter would never thought, but it makes it makes a lot of sense.
1: And I, I love the I'll get like a sourdough loaf because you know San Francisco sourdough and I'll do peanut butter on that for breakfast. And uh, that's like heavenly because yeah, you get the nice taste of the bread, the fresh loaf uh, but also you know it's, it's a good snack in the middle of the day or lunch if you're, uh, <laughs> if you're working too much. Well I, and also Christian, I was gonna ask uh, you mentioned word working, but have, what are you what are you building?
0: Uh so currently I'm building some kind of a garden shed playhouse uh combination thing it might become an outside office for me but you know
1: <laughs> we'll see excellent well I'll I'll have to find you on Twitter and uh you'll have to you'll keep us updated uh, with the progress But with that being said, folks who are looking to build, check out daily. um, Build WebRTC into your platform, into your business. uh, But just don't do it from scratch. (laughs) Use their SDKs. Don't do it from scratch. Yes. So with that being said, uh, keep spread at the jam. That's all we have time for today. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, or if you'd like to suggest a topic, find us on Twitter at Jamstack Radio. This show is brought to you by HeavyBit, the leading investor and developer for startups. To learn more about HeavyBit, visit heavybit.com.